Barney and Friends. Barney Simon. Decorand FM. Joe Parker, open the door, please. Look, everyone, he's coming through the door. Brilliant! He didn't even open them! He's here! Hey, look, everybody, it's Barney! Here's Joe. The Japanese guy that lives behind me continues to remind me of the fact that we are so culturally different in this world. And there's two things about the Japs that I've got a major problem with. First of all, they are productive. And I'm a white South African, okay? Secondly, they've got one national culture. We have many cultures. They've got one national food. We haven't even got a national food in this country. It's like saying, I mean, what about bulldog, man, of burivors, man, of pop and flace, of poikikos, and some like the other, and I said, hey, man, what about babuti, man? I said, I'll be a Jew, man. That's what I can try because starters calls his brother. And because let's be honest about it, hunting is a very fair sport. You have a high-powered rifle with a telescopic sight. This buck's got the whole f***ing bush. Let's be honest about it. Go. But if you want to go and do it in style, and I'm sure they have these things down here in the Eastern Cape, but they certainly have them in the Northern Province, or I don't know what they're calling it this week, but somewhere up there, okay? So these three oaks pitch up at one of these places. It's an American, Japanese guy, and an Afrikaans oak. And they go out hunting the first day. And that night they're standing around the bride talking to And the American says, you know, I had a great day's hunting today. Shop myself a couple of fine kudu and a springbok. What about you? Afrikaans actually, no, today I've got about four like a, a kudu, a couple of springbok and a, an elephant. What about you, Chinky? Oh, today. <laughs> oh, today, sure. Two buffalo, one jilaf, one rhino. So I carry on cooking. I go to bed. Next morning, out there hunting again. That night, they're standing around the bride. An American says, you know, today I've got myself two fine kudu and a nice big elephant. What about you? Dutchman says, no, today I've got four like a springbok, a couple of kudu and a snake. What about you, Chinky? Oh, today. Today I got one rhino, I got two buffalo, one airbus. <laughs> got a bit next morning. Had to go hunting again. That night they're standing around the brine. The American says, You know, show myself a nice big lion today. What about you? Off he goes, No, today I got about two like a kudu, about four nice springbok and a tortoise. What about you, Chinky? Oh, today. Today I got three rhino, I got one buffalo, three airbus. I said, listen, Chinks, this is Northern Transvaal, you shoot animals, yeah, you leave the Arab place alone, man. No, 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 Airbus. Airbus! <laughs> oh, man. Joe Parker, welcome. Thanks, Bunny. Nice to be here. And we still, I love it. You laughed at your own jokes there. <laughs> well, I was laughing because I thought this is really inappropriate now. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that's where you came from. Exactly, so, yeah. So, uh, Joe Parker, the legendary... Uh, you are here for two hours. You're going to tell us from the day you were born until right now, the history of Joe Park. We're going to play all your favorite songs. You gave me a list of 20 songs. Was that very difficult? Very, very, very difficult because, I mean, I think I started off in the industry, as I think I might have mentioned, as a muser. Mm. So I've over time, and you know what it's like, I mean, as a DJ, there would have been times you would have had favorite songs, and they stick with you, and then they all kind of cascade on top of each other. So it's very hard to pick out a list of those because every one of them has meant something to me, and we've played them in the bands, most of them. Um, so, um, yeah, it was quite, it's difficult. It was quite a challenge. Well, we've got about 10 or so. We'll work our way through that. But um, what I ask my guests, the first thing I ask, and we've been doing this for six months, is uh, do you remember the day you were born? No, I don't, actually, funny enough. Um, I was there. <laughs> 
But, <laughs> but there was too much happening around me, and then some arseholes slapped me as well, you know, because he thought that I wasn't really responding as well as he should. No, I can't really remember that. I do. I, my earliest memory, perhaps, was being uh, yeah, very young in, in a place called Amanzum Toti on the south coast, riding a tricycle, perhaps, mm-hmm. playing with my. We had cats and. Not a hell of, there were no playstations and computers in those days, so fun was really in your environment, you know. So your mom and dad, are they still alive? No. And what was it like being a teenager, hanging around with a great parents? Did you have a lot of fun with them? As you say, you didn't have any other entertainment. So did you do a lot of things together as a family? Um, as a teenager, no. By that time, the, um, the family uh, uh, support system had kind of fallen apart. Um, and as a young child, I really don't remember to, uh, doing a hell of a lot with my parents because I had a fairly dysfunctional kind of upbringing. Um, we did a lot with our cousins because they were the affluent part of the families. <laughs> and we were living on the South Coast. And I mean, I joke about this a lot on stage, but we were fairly poor. Um, and um, even though my, my dad, my father had been a, a, a best-selling author, had a world bestseller in the 50s, a, a book called Blanket Boy's Moon. Um, but I can't remember us doing a huge amount together, to be honest. So you never went fishing with Dad? No, nothing. no, no, no. But the beach must have been nice as, as young as totally. Yeah, we lived right on the beach. So I do remember spending a lot of time on the beach, um, a lot of time, you know, uh, swimming around in the sea and all that type of thing. So um, that was great. But uh, I don't have any, to be truthful, I don't have any really, I suppose, family memories mm. of being a really close unit. Do you think that you feel sad about it? Do you regret it? Do you uh, would you have loved to talk about it now? That hey, you, some good memories, a nice family unit. Um, it sounds really alluring, but you, you know, we we made our own fun. You know, I've, I had a brother. Well, I still got a brother. My my sister's passed on now, um, and we did a, a lot of things together. Um, so I suppose for me, that was mm. my family. Um, so from that perspective, when people talk about, you know, families going away on holidays and doing stuff together, I, I didn't experience a lot of that, no. Right, uh, primary school. Uh, ah. Was it Toti Primary or what was it? Amazing Toti Primary, first of all. Yeah, but then we, uh, when I, we, we moved from there to the Bluff in Durban and from Amazing Toti Primary moved to Bushlands School, which was on, on the Bluff. And uh, so that basically the a couple of years there, and then we went off to boarding school at a place called Underberg um, Primary, in which was in Underberg, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, and then came back to Durban uh, in, in standard f- end of standard four. Went to uh, uh, Parkview Primary School, and then from there went to DHS. Now your first day at school, grade one. Mm. Do you remember anything? Not at all. Really? To be t- absolutely honest with you, no. You didn't really. cry or... <laughs> I may well have. I may, have, may well have been a total embarrassment to my mom. Well, yeah. you, okay, obviously you don't remember, but um, you know, a little bit that you remember from primary school. Did you take part in any sport? Did you sing in the, in the choir? Um, well, the early days of primary school, no. But when I went to boarding school, I, was, I went to boarding school in about standard two. Um, I was quite very, very aware of the fact that we were at boarding school. I was quite a good scholar. In fact, um, always came kind of fairly top or not top, near the top in the classroom. Um, liked and really enjoyed the academical side of school. Got involved in sport at that age. I was quite a good athlete, long jumper, 
Um, at that time, it was uh, up to 180 meters uh, running and 100 meters. Um, po- participated in football, which we played then, and cricket uh, at a, quite an early age. And I think that developed quite strongly when I came back to Durban and went to Parkview School, got into the Durban schools under 13 side. I was captain of the football team. I was a prefect at school. I did really well academically. I was ducks of primary school, believe it or not. <laughs> uh, and then when, once I got to high school, it kind of went the other way. What was it like in uh, you know at boarding school? Obviously, uh, discipline came first. So you, mm. you, you, they, they say you know boarding school makes a real man out of you. Uh, ups and downs of uh, boarding school. Uh, any any good memories? Bad memories? Was it tough? Um, going off to boarding school was always very sad. You know, we just they're very tearful on the bus from Durban to Underberg. Really excited to come back because you know we're in a holiday. We were fairly free to roam around Durban. Um, nice memories were you know the weekends. Loved the weekends and and the tuck shop and being able to and having a bit of pocket money and going into town and spending that in in Underberg. Very very rural. I mean there was I mean those days there was no there were no real distractions. Saturday night was a big night because we went into the into town to the town hall and watched movies on on uh, I suppose it would have been thirty eight mil or whatever thirty five mil um, you know like a projector reel to reel thing wow <laughs> it was a big thing yeah uh, yeah we're gonna catch up with uh, your high school years but men at work uh, you've uh, performed live in Australia mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about that that Wilson guy <laughs> okay your, your, your big friend <laughs> but we're gonna talk about your time there but yep. uh, first of all uh, men at work down under why do you love this song so much. Um, well, it was the first time that I, you know, I, the, I had a band. We were two. We used to work all the action bars around South Africa, and the, the song itself required a flute part, which is very prominent in the song. And um, I was the guy who had hands free, so they said, "You've got to get a flute. And you've got to learn to play the flute." So I bought the flute, tried to have lessons, could not control the breath. And anyone who's played flute before, you've got about to breathe properly to learn to play scales. But what I found so easy was to learn the part and to play it with a band. So I could play, as long as I learned the notes, I could play anything. And that was the first song I got on stage and I played what you will hear in the song. Barney and Friends. Barney Simon.